This podcast is brought to you by Mr. Ford CSJ Lab Class. To our audience, thank you for your support. This podcast is made possible from the contributions of listeners like you. Your dedication and donations are greatly encouraged and appreciated. Shout out to Mr. Ford for generously giving me the ukulele with which all the music in this episode is played. Welcome to Convey CSJ, where we talk all things social justice. I'm your host, Jamie Zamaki, and as always, I'm ecstatic for you to join the discussion. So relax, grab a cup of tea, and get ready. Today's topic is one that's almost entirely ignored in modern activism and legislation. It's also something that all of you will have observed on pretty much a daily basis, but unconsciously or actively overlooked. Remember, admitting to your own prejudice is a big part of becoming an ally. So let's begin to establish a basic understanding of today's issue, ableism. Ableism, as so eloquently defined by my teachers, is a pervasive system of discrimination and exclusion that oppresses people who have mental, emotional, and physical disabilities. A lot to process and consider there, so rewind a couple times if you need. But yes, ableism essentially encompasses all levels of oppression faced by people who have a disability of all kinds and at all levels. There are so many aspects to it that it's hard to do any one of them justice or give them appropriate consideration in just one short episode. We could consider the architectural element of ableism. For instance, vicinities without ramps or elevators and how they prevent individuals with certain handicaps from accessing various resources or even buildings. Or We could dedicate this episode to his disabilities in relation to education and how district rules and classroom environments affect a child's ability to learn and grow successfully. However, there's one side of ableism that's ignored more than either of the two. Violence and general abuse directed toward people with disabilities is such an important issue that is almost never put in the public eye. To get an idea of just how much people didn't know about it, I conducted a brief survey to see what percentage of people had any clue about the stats of oppression. I first asked people, what percentage of people with disabilities do you think have experienced abuse? I want you to think about this for a second and maybe think of a number in your head before I reveal what it is. So a staggering 70% of people with disabilities report having been abused in one way or another throughout their life. Only 10% of those I interviewed answered within this bracket, while the other 80% responded between the 50% to 60% sector. And the other 10% voted for the 30% to 40%. I think I voice everyone's opinion when I say that number is far too large. And just as it does toward non-disabled people, abuse takes on a variety of different forms. I was curious to what others would think about the types of abuse disabled people face in today's society, so I asked them a few more questions. The next was, how much do you think of that abuse experienced is verbal? I'm going to pause here before I reveal the answer. Alright, verbal abuse is the most frequented type of abuse perpetuated towards people with disabilities with around 90% responding that they had been at some point in their life. However, only 40% of those I interviewed guessed within the 90% to 100% bracket 
with the others guessing 60% or 70%. If you're able to keep your social justice ear out, you can probably observe this sort of bullying in almost any situation, whether in public or in private. Not to mention, around 25% of those with a disability interviewed said they had experienced this verbal abuse as they were children, whether from adults or their peers. With this information in mind, I asked the final question to the people participating in the survey. What about physical and sexual abuse? How many individuals with a disability have experienced that? So, the answer is 51% of those abused have experienced physical abuse, and 41.6% have experienced sexual abuse. These numbers don't even include the one-third of people who experience financial abuse, or the two out of every five who have experienced a form of neglect. It's truly, truly horrifying. Aside from all of this social justice demeanor that I put out, I just don't understand how any person could ever act that way toward another individual. Well, for the next part of this episode, I wanted to concentrate on signs of abuse as well as what someone can do to prevent them. One of the key forms of socialized discrimination directed toward people with disabilities can be witnessed in school, particularly among peers. This can be seen in a more overt manner with uh, physical gestures or verbal slurs, but also in a less visible way meant to be hidden from view from others. If you are a student or faculty member who notices this behavior, it is imperative that you intervene in the appropriate way. Whether a sit-down discussion is necessary or the involvement of parents and other faculty, consciously letting targeted discrimination slide by hardly makes one a good social justice ally. However, there are more difficult situations especially in regard to sexual violence and or physical abuse, that are not as simple to address. These circumstances may even be amplified if they are in regard to a caregiver, family member, or a legal guardian. In the case of these, it's impossible for me to give the listener an accurate prescription of what to do, but I can provide information about certain resources that can help. Obviously, in extreme situations, Calling 911 is absolutely necessary. Another important resource, though, is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. If someone needs to contact NDVH, they may use the number 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. For those who need to use a TTY, the number is 1-800-787-3224. Rewind that if you need to hear it a second time. For women with disabilities abused by their partner, there are also a number of more specified outlets available for them to use. For instance, the Abused Deaf Women's Advocacy Services provide services to deaf and deafblind victims slash survivors of sexual assault domestic violence, and stalking. Not to mention, the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence and Women of Color Network have comprehensive resources for disabled women struggling with abuse as well. The organization and abuse of people with disabilities also provides a comprehensive list of resources and news for a variety of situations at their website, www 
endabusepwd.org. Well, that's all today, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Convey CSJ. Want to hear more about subjects like this? Subscribe to my podcast. And as always, we're trying to grow here at CSJ Studios. Feel free to leave a review of this episode and let me know what I've said incorrectly or any aspects that I've left out. I hope you have a lovely evening. This is your host, Janie, signing off.